Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome on in to Brownscast. What the hell just happened, Matt? Oh, we just saw the (laughs) game of the year, the statement win this team needed. This was the statement win that Deshaun needed, the Browns needed, the win to get back into the division race. This was everything and some. Man, I'm so excited to talk Browns, dude. Yeah, you know what? I'll go ahead and say it now. We can can delve into this further later. This was the game that earned Kevin Stefanski an extension. Yes, Uh, I agree 100% with that. Like... This was the game, like, after when things got haywire when they were down 15, he kind of just slowed the game down to where it became a more methodical approach. Like, that 15-yard drive that ate up eight minutes and got them back in the game. Sure, the the Prochet uh, fumbled punt, like, set things back, but then the offense just kept going and going, and they kept finding answers, and they kept getting down the field and putting the pressure on Lamar and the Ravens, and they were just able to keep it going to where they were making the mistakes, getting you back in the game. Sure, Hopkins missed a field goal, but then the, the defense gave gave it right back to you, and then you had a masterful drive to eat up all the clock down to three seconds, and Dustin Hopkins totally redeemed himself to win the game <laughs> 33 to 31. Remember remember back in the uh, preseason when we had to have to had have had to have debates um if giving up a pick for to get a kicker instead of <laughs> after you just spent a draft pick on a kicker last year would it be worth it? Uh yeah, it's totally worth it now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if a fifth round pick is going to be what it costs to win one game, uh, here, have all my fifth round picks in yeah, perpetuity. Just take my fourths, take my fifths, whatever you want. That's the <laughs> <laughs> like that 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 argument was always kind of dumb. But you know, this is what you do it for. You you do it for games where he has to go out there and make four field goals and win wins you a game on the road. Um, but you know, Dustin Hopkins was a huge part of the game. Uh, he did everything they needed him to, except for make an extra point. Um, he, again, he redeemed himself. We're good. We're, we're, we're cool, Dustin. Um, but if there was ever a game that showed why the Browns had enough faith in Deshaun Watson to give him the contract, it was today. And it certainly did not start that way. Uh, I believe he was 0 of 6 and then 1 of 9. Yeah, and then he finished the quarter, I think, like, 5 of 14, something like that? Yeah, he was, he was. Uh, I forget, they flashed the graphic up uh, right before the game ended about where he was in the first half and where he was in the second half. But more importantly, in the second half, he was 14 of 14. He pulled a JT Barrett against, the Penn, against Penn State. He was perfect the entire second half. Like, it, it didn't, you didn't think much of it because he wasn't, he didn't have a lot of wow throws until like the very end, but you could tell he just got more comfortable as as they as soon as they found a rhythm, he just kept hitting 
throw after throw after throw. And a lot of that was just, hey, where is Sinjoku? He might go run over four dudes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was Sinjoku's, probably his best, well, yeah, I think it was his best game of the year. Um, Definitely his most impactful game, for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, he was carrying guys. Um, Amari Cooper did what he always does, it seems. <laughs> He's the only seemingly viable receiver out there, and he goes out there and catches six balls on nine targets for almost 100 yards. Like, it's just what he does. He finds the holes, and he gets he gets yards. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerome Ford, I think, had his best day um, overall. Uh, I think there's there's been games where he's had more yards, maybe. Maybe not. Um, yeah, I, I, it's definitely his best overall game. Like, not in terms of yardage. I think the Steelers game, you would think, but really that one uh, long run really colors the picture outside of that. And so, actually, actually, this was his season high. Uh, Steelers was 106. Today he finished with 107. Oh, nice. Okay. And he did that on the best rush defense in the league. <laughs> he did, it definitely played his part. Like in the early portion of the game, he was the bright spot early on. Yeah, like coming in, I think we we discussed a, a decent amount on Thursday. We didn't. I, I we were wondering kind of where the rushing efficiency was. We were wondering where it was going to be with two two uh, offensive linemen on the sideline. Um, starting your what is, is in essence your uh, what your third and fourth tackles or your fourth and fifth tackles. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Um, and they went up went they went out there and just ran the ball. All they, they did whatever they wanted on the Ravens <laughs> and in the running game, they ran for 178 yards. And, and everybody contributed. Kareem got a touchdown. Like it, it was just, even Deshaun had some very impactful runs. Like it was, it was a, just a great day for the running game. And then, the passing game finally woke up at the right time to get them back in the game. So it was definitely a good offensive day for the most part. Yeah, like Stefanski does what Stefanski does. He goes out there and gives you enough offense to be able to uh, figure it out. <laughs> like, uh, Actually, yeah, today was the most yards the Ravens have given up on the ground, uh, beating the previous high, which was the Colts, by uh, 29 yards. Colts ran for 139 yards. Nice. Yeah, I, I, there probably were some cracks in the armor in terms of their run defense, like that the Colts definitely exploited. And the Browns took advantage of whatever tape that was, and, and it showed on Sunday. It was a master class by Stefanski, I would say. Yeah, but, I mean, you go you go and look at what the Browns did. It looked bad to start. Um, the, run, the run defense looked bad to start. But... Keaton Mitchell, who you know had the long touchdown run at the beginning of the game, um, he ran. He that touchdown run was thirty nine yards long. How many yards did he finish with? Maybe he got twenty more. I would say around fifty or so. He finished with thirty four. Really? Yeah. He only had two more carries, which was weird usage by the Ravens. But oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he finished with 34 yards, which is less than his long run of the day. So, and, and like Gus Edwards was 11 for 24, not good. Justice Hill, two of seven. They didn't use him. Lamar Jackson was their leading rusher, eight for 41. And But if Lamar Jackson is their leading rusher and he doesn't have more than 50 yards, 
that, you've that's done really something. nothing. Yeah, that, that's like a horrible Ravens running day. Yeah, like they pretty much held Lamar in check and the running game in check. So that gave that gave them a chance against a passing offense, which is okay. But really, that running that run offense really sets the table for that for the pass. So they pretty much made them one dimensional for the most part. Yeah, and even the passing the passing total wasn't great. He was thirteen of twenty three for two twenty three, a touchdown and two picks, and sacked mm-hmm. three times. Like the Browns defense did a really good job on the Ravens. Kind of like I mean, we were wondering how much we'd be able to take away from the first game. Um, and honestly, aside from the god tier plays that Lamar Jackson made in that first game that he didn't really make today. He looked human, like outside of, like he looked pretty much human. He made some really good throws. He's just, he's a good quarterback. He can do those, he he has that, those kind of throws in his arsenal now. Uh, The throw to OBJ, you know, if Ronnie Stanley doesn't try to take Denzel Ward's head off, that's not Mike Ford defending him. That's a better corner and that's probably not a touchdown. And even then, it was a, it still was like a dot. It was a perfect throw just to get it to him. Yeah. So, I mean, just just a a great day for the defense to kind of show that they are, you know, one of the top defenses in the league. I mean, the Ravens finished three hundred six yards of offense. They, I don't think, very much of that came in the second half. So. Yeah, a lot of it came in that first quarter, and then I would say the other three were the Browns' defense we usually expect because, like, like they got they got put on their back heels a little bit because of the early game interception. But outside of that first possession, they were pretty much what what the we usually see of them. Yeah, and you know, just kind of looking at the box score here, the the Ravens only had seventeen first downs. Um, that's I mean, they had a couple big plays, but the Browns had 24. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were two of eight on third down. Which was huge. I think they got bailed. They they were two of eight on third down actually picking it up, but they picked up a couple just on penalties. So it kept drives alive. Um, The Browns forced two turnovers. I get my push. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll take the point on that. Um, But it was... After that first little bit where it looked bleak again, it looked bleak in Seattle, it looked bleak in uh, Indianapolis. In Indianapolis, it never really didn't look bleak, <laughs> except for that the last two minutes of the first half. But, you know, they, they went out and they got up 14 nothing or 17-3. After that, we have punt, blocked field goal, interception, touchdown drive, punt, the touchdown drive that started at the 11 and took seven plays. Interception for touchdown, uh, and then the Ravens had every chance. Like, if the Ravens could have run the ball well today, they got the ball back with, what, eight minutes to go? Up one point. They got a first down, got it almost out the midfield. Couldn't do anything with it. Had to punt. So, you know, it's credit to the defense. They, they, They didn't. Give up. I mean, and that's that's a that's a pretty much a trend at this point for this team. They are getting down into holes that every game we're looking we're, we we bat this around back and forth in all the discords and say, you know, teams in the past would have gotten beaten thirty four to ten today. 
that's a testament to this team's resiliency. I think I mentioned it back in the Colts game a while back. Like this team, no matter what, you, like no matter what problems it has, they always feel like they're in it. Like they will keep battling and battling and battling, and they just keep putting the pressure on teams. And th- and that's kind of what happened in this game too. They kept putting the pressure on the Ravens until the Ravens base basically imploded and handed you the game despite the fact that you had your own miscues yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to go back and look at this. They were down um, 10, nothing to the, to the Niners with their backup quarterback, mm-hmm. their third string quarterback. They were down. Shout out PJ Walker. Yeah. Let's see. They were the, Colts game was eh, kind of back and forth. That they never really trailed by more than a possession in that game. Uh, but they all they constantly trailed. Uh, the Seahawks game was another game, just like the Ravens game, um, that they would have lost by a ton, even a couple years ago. I think even that twenty twenty one team would have folded. Um, the twenty twenty one team would have done the same. They would have lost thirty five to ten today. Yeah, like whatever it is, whether it's the com- the new the camaraderie that this team has, that togetherness that hasn't existed for the last twenty years. What you can maybe trace that back to Greenbrier, where Kevin made a point of we need to make this team a, like a brotherhood. We need these guys to be bought in from the get go, and and that's a t- that it's it's showing itself now through one of the hardest stretches this team has dealt with, and they've been been able to get out of it from the other side, six and three into the vision race. Now that everybody thought the Ravens were just going to run away with. And now this win, you, you, the, the whole thing's wide open now. Yeah. You've battled back to two and two in division. Uh, you got your, you got your fifth game in division next week at home. Uh, it's your last division home game. And I mean, you don't have any excuse to lose to Kenny Pickett. I mean, that's no, Kind of just what it is. I mean, I think they were they moved the ball today, but the Packers are bad all over yeah. the place. Um, that, that, that team's just bad. <laughs> yeah, but you know they're gonna they're gonna be probably a four or five point favorite at home, and Deshaun Watson should have more confidence than he's ever had in the state of Ohio. Um, yeah, if this was a confidence booster that he needed. That second half to basically he basically put his stamp in in Brown's history as like the moment that like hey this is my job now no matter what you got to say this is my job I'm I pu- pulled my weight in a way that you guys haven't seen in a while this is the game I showed you why they paid me two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed yeah this is. There a lot of other teams do this. The the Bengals have lived on it for the last couple of years. I think their magic kind of faltered. They ran a out today, today against the Texans. Their their magic faltered a little bit today. Um, but these are the kind of wins that when a when a team ha- has this kind of like big momentum shift, this is the kind of thing that turn turns two wins in a row to seven wins in a row. Mm-hmm. Because now you went out and beat the team that, if you listen to anyone this week, said this is the best team in the NFL. 
yeah, the, the, they had all the momentum in the world. Uh, they were steamrolling teams before this game. And this was the game that you you made your statement win. This was your statement win. If the Niners win was the we aren't dead yet game, this is the we are in this division race game. Like, it, you made that point today. Yeah. I mean, the, the Ravens were – they lost to the Steelers, which – I don't know. Um, but <laughs> since then, they had won four in a row. They kind of beat around the Titans, but they didn't beat them very badly. But that they dominated that game. They kicked the ever-loving hell out of the Lions. They toyed around with the Cardinals enough to make it a seven-point game, but it was never that close. Mm-hmm. And then they beat the ever-loving hell out of the Seahawks. Like, they were on a roll. Everything was working. Lamar looked like the MVP. I think all of those midseason articles that came out this week picked him as the MVP. And the Browns made him look human today. Like he didn't, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't great. He, he had a good day. He had an okay day. Yeah. And that was enough. The defense bothered him just enough to where they gave you a chance. And the offense delivered. Yeah. I mean, he, he, I think he made one really bad throw on the day. Uh, that that pick right before the the half made zero. Yeah, to so like Mike Ford. Yeah, yeah it looked like it was just an underthrow that, or, or either or something. He thought it was like a. I guess it was just a miscommunication. That's the way it looked to me. Yeah, I don't know what that was, but he underthrew it horribly and it got picked off. I mean, they were lucky that they, the Browns didn't have it in them to score at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his second pick was. Some of that tip pass variance coming back for us again. <laughs> what is it with tip balls this year, man? <laughs> I mean, honestly, both teams had a tip pass that went for a pick six today. That's true. One you could say was a really good play. The other was just darn luck, man. Luckily, it was our, It was good fortune for us. Yeah, I mean, you take those. <laughs> If both teams are going to get a pick six, okay, that evens things out. Now, it would have been nice if the Browns had made the extra point to truly even it out, but... They were going to need that field goal anyway, so, uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, everything kind of evened out in the end. Um, Both teams got a pick that uh, went for a touchdown. Yeah. both teams or the the Ravens got their their gift uh 10 yard touchdown drive. Uh the Browns had to work for all their shit. <laughs> yeah, it was hard earned. It was definitely hard earned every Yeah, they I mean, you had two 75 yard drives in the second half. One of them was 17 plays. Like they had to execute pretty much an army style drive where it was like just grinding them down to and basically earning every yard, especially like, like you don't see 17 play drives that much in the NFL. It just doesn't happen. No, not often. Uh, I know I sent that, that thing in our discord last night about air forces, 20 play 10 minute drive that ended in a field goal. But um, Yeah. I mean, that was probably one of the best Browns drives of the year because it was the ultimate. We have to have this now. They were down 24 to nine. It was the third quarter. It was early. It was still early in the third quarter. Yeah. And it was after the, o- the Odell touchdown, 
where the, the drive basically was like the most patient uh, patient drive I've ever ever seen. It's probably recency bias, but it was definitely like a drive where it was like we'll we're, we'll take the yards we're given. We don't care. We will just we whatever yardage you're giving us, we'll take it. And that was just how that drive played out. Yeah, I mean. I think they, they had to go for it twice on fourth down in that drive, I think. Uh, yeah, they got yeah, Harrison, Harrison Bryant, Bryant up the middle. And then, oh, no, they only had to go for it once. But they had a third and 11 they had to get. <laughs> like that, that was definitely a drive that, that, that if you look at what Kevin Stefanski football is, it's pretty much that. <laughs> a 17-play drive that. Uh, you need to convert on a fourth down and you take up 10 minutes and you pick up a third and 11 somehow. And I mean, it's just, these are the games that you build on when you say, how did they get to the playoffs? How did they come back and, you know, compete for a division in the late part of the season? Especially with the early adversity they dealt with, like with Deshaun's injury, with Nick Chubb's injury and with, all the different injuries stacking up against them. They've been able to get out of it from the other side, like testament to Kevin and the coaching staff for finding ways to figure things out on the fly, despite your, the pets heads falling off. Yeah. I mean, everything, everything that can go pretty much everything that can go wrong for the Browns, this uh, on offense anyway, has, um, They've been without their their starting quarterback for four games. They lost their running back after five quarters. They the receivers are are Cooper and maybe Njoku sometimes. Like, but Elijah did get his first touchdown. So shout yeah, out to and, and he I think he had a pretty good day. He caught, um, I think he had four catches, five catches on seven targets. Like he was he was getting open. They they were finding him. Uh, I think there's still some passes, especially obviously in the first half, because he didn't have any passes that, that he would want back in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but in the first half, there was some passes where he was just missing open guys. I think on the the second drive, he missed um, more wide on a crossing pattern. Yeah. It, it, yeah, he just was discombobulated that first half, but luckily he found his footing in the second half and, and had that performance he did. Yeah, and, and you know, I don't know how much – you can blame Watson for the interception. Um, it was a good play. Like it, it looked was, like a safety blitz that was perfectly timed. Yeah, like the odds of it all of all of that happening are pretty low. Um, now, if he lays that ball up a little more, maybe it gets over his hands. Maybe it doesn't tip right to him, but. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, it, it happened. Um, it's not it's the second second division game this year where we've started with a uh, pick six. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> every time Kevin, every time Kevin wants to give his quarterback an easy throw, it just goes horribly, horribly wrong for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. 
But again, everything worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, we spot we basically spotted them fourteen points, and still won. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's again, these are the wins that you come back and you look at and you say that's that's when things changed. This is. This is not only like a season altering move. This is a culture altering. Th- yeah, this like, has the ability to be a culturing culture altering win. Yeah, I think they were even discussing it on the broadcast. I forget who the color commentator was. It was he. He basically said the Browns are trying to figure things out, trying to best a team that has usually had things figured out for years. Like the Ravens have always been a team that don't really make mistakes. They usually are pretty prepared to, no matter the game. And they've been your big brother outside of, outside of the Pittsburgh. And this was a huge win for them. Like if you yeah. want. I'm not actually not even sure the last time we won in Baltimore. Um, was it, was it, it might've been Freddie kitchens. Yeah. It might've been the Freddie kitchen game where Baker threw for 300 yards and, um, Nick Chubb had that game ceiling run from like ninety two yards. Yeah, that was that was the last time they won in Baltimore. So twenty nineteen. It's been It's uh, been a minute. It's been 20, a minute. Twenty twenty, they opened the season there and got their ass kicked. Twenty twenty one. Uh I don't remember that game. Twenty twenty one. Uh yeah, that I don't remember that one. Oh yeah, they did win against the Ravens at home, but that was when Lamar got hurt. Hurt. Oh, 2021 was the game where we forced Lamar to throw four picks and still lost. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that blank completely blocked out that one out of my mind. And then last year was I was actually driving to my honeymoon and listening to it on the radio. It was they the uh the pass interference call that wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it was me and my dad in my in my basement where um, yeah, we had some opinions about that plague. That should not have been a pass interference on yeah. us. Yeah, I think I was I was listening to it pulling into a Wendy's parking lot, and I was like, "Well, damn!" But I mean, <laughs> I I couldn't see what happened, so like, <laughs> and I never thought to go back and look at replays because I was like, "I'm getting on a cruise tomorrow. Why do I care?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could at least get away. <laughs> I had to sit with that for a week. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, I missed the Monday night game because I was in Disney World. <laughs> but, so I missed I missed the most frustrating and then the best Browns games of last year. I don't, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm glad that we're seeing this kind of, this kind of team. Um, this was always something that I think people ragged on Stefanski for. Um, they're, even, even some of, our colleagues like Craig and Gerbs and Andrew defended Stefanski to an extent, but, but Craig for sure was like, they, they, they discussed about taking away play calling. And, and now you're thinking of it back like to now. And it's like, that was a silly suggestion. Why would we even think of that? Yeah. I mean, they had 373 yards today on the, on the second best defense in the league. Like, like, and aside from the very beginning, they were extremely efficient. They did their thing, man. They found a way to keep putting pressure on Lamar and the Ravens, and then they pulled it off. Yeah. Like they, they, they five yards per play. I mean, the Ravens had six point one, but five yards per play is still pretty good. 
Uh, they ran 75 plays today, which you could see at the end of the game, the Ravens just didn't have they looked, they looked exhausted. That's why I felt good about that drive because like they just were laying on them. That, that Watson scramble just broke their soul, felt like. Cause yeah, like, and then I think that was the, the next play was Ford getting pushed for another six yards. Full-on rugby scrum that took him like from an eight-yard gain to a 13-yard gain. Yeah, like that you, – you could very much tell at the end of the game that they had faced 70 plays. <laughs> yeah, it was it, – they just wore them down. That's just all they did. Yeah, 36 rushing attempts. Um, I mean, that's probably more than we would have expected today. Uh, they had five yards of carry on the best rush defense in the league. Like it, it was a it was a great day for Stefanski, uh, not only for his offensive concepts, for his I think his outlook, his outward perception as a coach. Like when games like this happen, you people stop looking at you as the offensive play caller that happens to also be the head coach. You start getting looked at as look at what this guy has done with this team. It's a lot like what happened in 2020. They just kept finding ways to keep winning despite like like with in 2020 COVID happened and they kept finding ways to keep winning. And in 2023, despite injuries that could have easily in Brown's pass derailed your season before it even started, he kept finding ways. And that's a that's a testament to Stefanski. That's a big reason why they brought him in here because he keeps his cool despite the chaos that is the Browns. Like he, he keeps, he, he just keeps a cool head. Yeah. And that's always been one of my, like it, sometimes it's been hard to talk about because, you know, he, for the, up until this season and it's between 2020 and now you would look at him and be like, yeah, he always has them coming out after a loss playing really well. Like they, they very seldom lost more than one game in a one game at a time. Yeah, I think but they've like also six. But they've one. also not won very many games after wins. So they don't get too low, or they don't they don't get too high, and they don't get too low. But sometimes staying in that middle ground is is a detriment. And I think when you have someone like Joe Woods, who, according to all accounts, didn't really coach the defense all that much. Mm-hmm. So if there's no incentive to change anything status quo on the defense wasn't getting it done. And now you have Jim Schwartz, who is a bit of that fiery uh, element. Kind of the, the yin and yang. That yeah. Is- it's exactly what I think Stefanski needed. Yeah. I, I even wrote an article back in the summer about how Jim Schwartz was like the perfect hire because it was like a presidential candidate. This is how I framed it. He's like the presidential candidate running mate that a pr- like a candidate will bring on to to be the perfect member to like for for your base. So Jim Schwartz, we've discussed in the Discord all the time about how he has all these quotes and all these stories that the media just eats up and it just takes all all of the like I guess aggression on Stefanski and it just he just kind of brings his own like flavor and it's just a good palate cleanser. That he he is he is the great. He is a great, like, outward-facing, this is our football guy. Have him answer the football questions. Yes, and he does all the things that the local media just eats up, like 
the quotes, the stuff that will just like it. He's a constant headline just because he's just that type of coach. Yeah. And, you know, not only the defense has bought into him, I think everyone has kind of bought into that, his methods. Like, not that they're listening to him more than Stefanski. I think it's just that they they have the level-headedness of Stefanski already programmed in from him having been there for four seasons now. They They now have a bit of swagger that didn't exist beforehand, like the... Like the resiliency and the swagger of we're still in this game. We don't care. We we still got like fifty five more minutes. We can still win this game. Yeah, I mean it's um, I I can't even. I'm trying to think of another uh, like an analogy for it, but it he's just the perfect mix of the ingredient to push them to a different place all over the field, not just on defense. And obviously on defense, <laughs> they're still really good. Um, I, I don't think they're going to lose number one because they they put up more yards on number two than number than what was put up on them. So it's it's just this was about as perfect of a Browns win as you can have at this point in the season. Like the the Niners win was gutsy and they got lucky at the end. The Colts win was oof, we got lucky a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And then their other other three wins are why was the other team even playing? <laughs> and this was the one that this was the statement win. I, I think I've said it like fifty times to this point, but this was the statement win that they needed for national media, local like the local populace that needed this. Like, are we for real? Yeah, because this was like this was the one they needed. Now I will say, this has also been a situation in the last. A few years, and I think I, I kind of just alluded to it. The in under Stefanski, the, it has happened where they go out and win a huge game, and then the next week have this like massive letdown. Um, you cannot have a massive letdown against the Steelers at home. Yeah, they're a team that will take advantage of that. The, despite their in deficiencies, they're the perfect team that can feast on your like mistakes. Yeah, and oh, well, honestly, that's all they do, to be honest. <laughs> they, they wait for the other team to make a mistake, and then they make them pay. Um, it, it's If you beat the Steelers, <laughs> at that point, you're, you're talking about maybe coming back to Cleveland after a West Road trip at, what, what would it be, 8 and, or 9 and 3? Potentially, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to go to uh, Denver and, and L.A. and win, but, like, L.A. is basically a home game. and <laughs> For every team. <laughs> Denver has the worst defense in the league. So, I don't know. I mean, you beat the Steelers, and <laughs> that far-flung thing that I came up with this week where if the Browns were to win out and the Ravens were to win out after this week, and both teams finish 14 and 3, the Browns still win the division on tiebreaker because they would finish um they would finish 4 and 2 in division. Both of them would uh I think it's head to head where it that's the tiebreaker, right? Yeah, but they but it's split head to head. So I think at that point it might go to conference record. Yeah, something like that. It, it would get into the, like the weird third and fourth tiebreakers, but the machine said the Browns would win. So <laughs> <laughs> can't dispute the math 
<laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discredit the New York Times playoff machine. <laughs> but I think what did, what did what was the number I posted? I think if they were to win this game, they were at like a sixty seven or seventy percent chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think they go from fifty to sixty nine. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But and then if they win the Steelers game, they're like seventy five to eighty. Like that that's how much this game swung the season. Like you're no longer playing. You're no longer up. chasing the playoffs. The playoffs are gonna be handed to you if you keep winning. Yeah, like five and four, you're you're chasing not to be five hundred. Mm-hmm. Now you have to lose three straight to be five hundred. Which, you know, knock on wood, doesn't I mean it's the defense doesn't feel like it has that in them. Yeah, they have that constant fight. So, like, they won't allow it for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, Miles Garrett had what two sacks today, maybe. Yeah, I think he had. What was this thing? The graphic that they showed. He had like five they gave, seasons. They gave him a sack and a half. Yeah, he now has five seasons of ten or more sacks, and the whole graphic was just Hall of Famers and Miles Garrett at the very bottom. How about how about Greg Newsom with a half sack, a pick, and a touchdown today? <laughs> Very good day for Greg. Despite like this was yeah, first interception too in his career, which luckily not, came today. Yeah, I think it was his first takeaway. Not even just his first interception, his first his takeaway. first NFL takeaway, which was the thing that people ragged on him for the last two years. Like, why isn't he getting turn takeovers? Uh, some of that was because Joe Woods just had everyone just drop in zone. That's true. That that he's a, mo- a much better man corner than he is his own corner. But yeah, anyways, that was a great play. That was a uh, he had a great game. Just especially to step up when Denzel had like a neck injury that knocked him out of the game. So like, yeah, it was, it was a huge game for him. I mean, JOK had a huge day. Seven tackles. Emerson had eight tackles. <laughs> I mean, the defense. I, I saw tweets in the first. First quarter, that we're like, yeah, this defense isn't great. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> and then they do the thing that they always do. That's but after the first, down the rest of the way. After the first quarter, they gave up 14 points. And seven of those came on a drive that started at 12. Yeah, well, and even then, they they had to earn that touchdown because of penalties and just like all this different random stuff. It, t- that, it was a drive that took like three minutes despite the fact they were at the 12. Yeah, that was... That was actually probably the more annoying part. Well, the penalty, the first penalty was the most annoying part. The second part was that they got nine plays or eight plays or whatever it was and ran three minutes off the clock that that made it 31 to 17 at the time. Yeah, luckily it didn't ha- it didn't matter. So, thank yeah, God. Luckily those four points didn't matter. But I mean, I don't think I have other anything other to say than just like that was probably one of the best Browns wins I've seen ever in my life. <laughs> like, my, and it's probably not an understatement either because I felt that way in the moment. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't like they can't they they got down big to a bad team and they had to climb and crawl back. And no, this was uh, the best team in the NFL according to everybody that talked about this game. That yeah, thought like, that you had no chance in hell to win this game, and then you basically won it on their. I was going to say floor like it's NBA on their grass. It 
on a walk off field goal by Dustin Hopkins. Yeah, and as as uh, as Kareem Hunt said in the locker room, in front of their wives and children, snatch their soul in front of all their wives and kids. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell me the Browns didn't remember that from the first time. Oh heck no, heck no. <laughs> um, but uh, apparently Deshaun Watson was in a walking boot leaving the stadium. Probably precautionary, I'd imagine. Yeah, cause uh, he got pretty beat up, but he 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 survived the game. Yeah. I, that's the one thing about the AFC North games: you get beat up. That's why, like Baltimore playing against the Bengals on Thursday might be. It almost it, it almost played into my like ultimate doom theory that I had earlier this week that the the Bengals were going to take care of the Texans, which they didn't. Um, thank thank God. you for your service, Texas uh, Texans. Yeah, now 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 don't be good late in December when we have to play you. Uh, <laughs> um, so, but that part didn't happen, so that ended the doom. But my my doom scenario was Browns lose to the Ravens, but beat the Ravens up enough that they also lose to the Bengals next week. <laughs> yeah, have an opportunity to drag them back down with us, which is good. Yeah, that would be my doom scenario because at that point the Bengals would be seven and three. We'd be five and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Beng- the Ravens would also be seven and they would be eight seven and, and three. Th- They'd be eight, eight and seven. three. Mm-hmm. So at that point, the division is gone because you're not going to catch eight and eight and three with five and four. Yeah. So, this this not only like everything that happened today, aside from the Packers being useless, set the Browns up to win the division. Like they, it's still in their hands. If they win games, they have that shot. And wouldn't it be something to if they won the division for the first time since 1989, when us us as a like us two weren't alive, and most of like who like our colleagues were still kids. You know, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the Ravens don't exactly have it easy down the stretch. Um, they have the Bengals next week and then they have, uh, they don't actually have their buy. They have their buy after the chargers. I don't, I don't understand why the Ravens, it's gotta be taking a toll that they didn't take their buy after going to London. Um, yeah, like, cause <laughs> I mean, it's starting- been a month now, but you know, that this is, this has gotta be just dragging for them. Mm-hmm. But you know they have the Bengals, Chargers, Rams. The Chargers and Rams are they're, those are probably wins. But then they finish the season with Jaguars, Niners, Dolphins, Steelers. Heck of a gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, and Jaguars and Niners are on the road. Yeah, that that's a tough way to end the season. Actually, the Niners game is Christmas Christmas night. Um. But, you know, the Dolphins don't beat anyone that's good, so that's probably a win. And the Steelers, who the hell knows? They're they're the Pandora's <laughs> box of the NFL. <laughs> they are the Rasputin of the NFL. Nobody knows what they do, then they can't die. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just call them cockroaches. Rasputin has too much influence. That's true. They are the cockroaches. Even with a nuke, you can't kill them. <laughs> yeah. They're not even Keith Richards. Keith Richards is too cool. <laughs> yeah the Steelers are not cool they might as well be like I don't know like frosted tips in the 2000s God, that was a time glad I wasn't old enough for that experience yeah I know uh, that looks so bad now looking back but yeah I mean I think 
the last thing, and we, we've touched on this, but the last thing I'll say is that on Thursday, we discussed how season-altering this can be. Now you're, you've beaten the best team in the league on the road with a comeback. You didn't even <laughs> – it's not like you controlled the game or anything. You had to come back from down 31-17 in the fourth quarter. Their biggest comeback win since the legendary comeback against the Tennessee Titans back in 2014, the Kyle Shanahan masterpiece. <laughs> the Charlie Whitehurst had to be the quarterback for the second half masterpiece. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but this completely shifts how you view the season. Like, if you lose this game, which we were expect, like, well, that was the expected outcome. It's... You know, you're five and four. Yeah, you I, I you think, have to go beat the Steelers. Now I think I was the one that the picked the Browns. Be, uh, like I, I think Gerbs in the uh, Discord was like, "This is the first time we haven't picked the Browns all year." And I'm assuming he picked Ravens, and you picked Ravens. So I also picked the Ravens. Uh, yeah, I was the only. I, I, I tagged that with "Show me," and <laughs> Browns showed us. They did. They this was this was the game they needed. Yeah, I mean, more than anything. But I think I think that's about all we got for tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna go go through and look at this uh, the breakdown here of our points. Um, I will say that I think we all picked the Bengals. That didn't work. <laughs> no, <laughs> me and you picked the Saints. That didn't work. Nope. Uh, did you pick the Niners or the Jaguars? I picked Niners. Okay, so we both got points there. Um, I did not read what you picked for the Lions. Uh, you picked that. They're winning. Um, you picked the Browns, so you got those points. Yes. Watson passing yards over under 239. Get that one. I think he was close. He was 217, I think. 213. Ah. So that's about where he's been this season, to be honest. But Joe got those points. Um, we all said Ford was a leading rusher. Cooper over under 72. We all hit the over. And mm. Joku over under four and a half receptions. He got five, right? He got six. You picked the under. Oh, damn. Jackson total yards. I put it at 283. He finished with 264. Uh, you got the under. Uh, I got the push turnover. <laughs> Um, so I got the point there and, oh, we finally all have a different total for right now. And, and we're going to stay it because we all picked the lion. Um, <laughs> Gerbs has 79. I have 76. You have 75. It's the first time we've had a, all three of us have had a different total. But Wow. We got we got through ten weeks without having a different total, but anyway, uh, you got anything left to add? Nah, man. I think I'm just gonna keep enjoying this win. I think I think that's all where we're all at. Okay. Well, we will be back on Thursday to break down the Steelers game. Um, let's not turn the ball over four times, and we should be fine. <laughs> yep. That, that is my that is my too early analysis, <laughs> but. Uh, that's all we got. See you Thursday. Go Browns. Go Browns.
Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.